With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Pittsburgh Steelers have a philosophy when it comes to their practice squad, and Mike Tomlin addressed it the other day. And if it's the case, and if the Steelers have this way of thinking when it comes to who they have as their developmental pieces there are at least three names that probably should be added and could be added relatively soon what's going on everybody i'm no strackbine thank you for jumping on to steelers to go your daily to go cup of pittsburgh steelers news and analysis find us on youtube.com slash all steelers talkers subscribe anywhere You get your podcast, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, they've moved on from two practice squad guys. They've cleared up space for additions. Meanwhile, probably going to at least sign one, if not two more practice squad guys to their 53-man roster. And how they go about replacing them just got a whole lot more interesting. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they're looking for replacements at inside linebacker with Quan Alexander tearing his Achilles. Cole Holcomb going down with the knee injury. They are now down to Mark Robinson and Alandon Roberts in their inside linebacker room. They have two names that they expect to call up if they do not sign immediately to their 53-man roster. That is Michael Walker, former Atlanta Falcon, who has plenty of starting experience in the NFL. And then Tariq Carpenter, former Georgia Tech safety, undrafted free agent who started his career with the Green Bay Packers, Ended up in Pittsburgh after the summer, made the transition to inside linebacker somewhere along the way, and got to make his NFL debut in Week 10 against the Green Bay Packers, going full circle and recording a tackle on a kickoff. Great weekend for the Pittsburgh Steelers and strong options to replace Quan Alexander and Cole Holcomb. But What Mike Tomlin said about his practice squad guys and why he chose to stay in-house when looking for replacements at inside linebacker, well, it was rather interesting. He said, quote, we've kind of been forward thinking, to be quite honest with you, and the acquisition of some of our players. Some of our practice squad guys are there not because they're developmental players. They're there because they're capable players. They're just readying themselves for an opportunity. That's what you could say about both Walker and Carpenter and really the Pittsburgh Steelers philosophy as a whole. They've had guys like Anthony Miller in the past who have been on the team for a couple of years, but never made an opportunity or never had an opportunity to get called up to the active roster. But he wasn't a guy, a former second round pick who was considered a developmental piece. He was a guy who was considered a worthy veteran that the Pittsburgh Steelers had in their back pocket 
just in case they needed a wide receiver. And there have been names in the past that follow suit with that and current names that also follow suit with that. Now that the Pittsburgh Steelers have two openings and are expected to have two more by the end of the week, there are at least three names that fit that philosophy that if the Pittsburgh Steelers are looking for guys just to not only learn right now and to be familiar with the offense and the defense right now, but to get a glance at these guys and to get a look at them for the future and to get them comfortable in a system where maybe they're thinking a little bit more long-term and thinking more into 2024. Well, there are three names that they should highly consider. We'll start on defense. This one just got released yesterday from the New York Jets practice squad. He's 27 years old. He hasn't had too much of an opportunity in the NFL, but in small stints where he has played, well, he's played well. That's Greg James, former New York Jet. Nickelback could play a little bit outside, but more of a smaller guy. Has played two games this season, started one against the Philadelphia Eagles, allowed just 33% of passes to be completed that were thrown his way in 41, I believe, defensive snaps against a Philadelphia Eagles team that, I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers played him a year ago, and it got ugly real fast. It was an impressive outing, and James has had a few impressive outings throughout his career, and he's not a guy at 27 years old that you're looking at and saying, this is a piece for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but he's probably the lowest name on this list. I would say probably by far the lowest name on this list that could be an impact player a year from now. I look at him as an opportunity to maybe replace a guy like James Pierre. Think about the Pittsburgh Steelers cornerback situation, and this will lead into guy number two, but we'll get there. If the Pittsburgh Steelers next season move on from Levi Wallace, maybe Patrick Peterson, I'd say that's a big maybe, but possibly Patrick Peterson. They move on from James Pierre, who's on a one-year deal. That's three guys gone. Chandon Sullivan, you could almost certainly add his name to that list as well. And maybe Elijah Riley, but with his versatility and his capabilities on special teams, I think he's at least got an opportunity to stick around for the summer. The rest of those guys, I think, could be gone in free agency. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are then looking at Joey Porter Jr., Corey Trice Jr., who has yet to play an NFL game, and Darius Rice, who, or Darius Rush, excuse me, who bounced around and now ended up in Pittsburgh and played one game, but then was inactive the next. And you don't know what the future holds for that guy. But I think that it kind of all comes full circle there. If the Pittsburgh Steelers add a guy like Greg James, you're looking at three very young guys. I'd say Corey Trice is still technically a rookie. Two other second-year guys, a veteran in James who isn't going to contribute much but can replace a guy like James Pierre, and then you get more of a fresh start, and then you just have to worry about going out and finding a veteran who could be the starter opposite of Joey Porter Jr. if you don't go and land somebody in the NFL draft. And, I mean, you ask any draft analysis or, or any draft expert right now, and the Pittsburgh Steelers will be hunting for a cornerback come April. So at that point, they have a very young room with a new James Pierre, possibly a new nickelback if James is good enough to be on the field full time. That's a great place to be for the Pittsburgh Steelers, a revamped room for a much-needed revamped position at cornerback. Makes a ton of sense, which leads me to my second guy, Greedy Williams, who has dealt with injuries and 
hasn't been super successful in the NFL. I will admit that one should have turned out a lot better than he did. But somebody at some point's got to recognize that this guy is only 25 years old and you are not taking a very big risk on him. The risk reward factor here, huge. Why not? What has Greedy Williams done that makes you think, nah, well, maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers shouldn't approach the former Cleveland Brown when he's this young and at times had that much talent and was believed to be a starting cornerback in the NFL and all the Pittsburgh Steelers would have to do is sign him to their practice squad and say, hey, adjust yourself to the situation. We'll see what happens. Chances are you're not going to get on the field this year, but in a year from now, you are certainly an option to come in here and compete for a roster spot and maybe even a contributing role on this defense. He's that young, and if it doesn't work out, who cares? He's a practice squad guy. Most guys on the practice squad last two weeks doesn't mean anything. There is zero risk in signing a practice squad guy but a guy with, I mean, some serious upside there in Greedy Williams, who maybe hasn't put it together, but a lot of guys don't put it together on their first NFL team. You move on to the second one, and then all of a sudden they're good. Look at Josh Dobbs. He's a prime example. In a normal year, Josh Dobbs would be looking for a job. Instead, he is starting for the Minnesota Vikings and taking the city by storm. Why can't that happen to a young corner in the city of Pittsburgh? And it makes almost no sense not to try and go out and grab him and just see if you could sign him to your practice squad and see if he develops into anything. Makes a ton of sense. Very low risk, somewhat high reward for Greedy Williams. And if the Pittsburgh Steelers are serious about revamping a younger secondary in 2024, I mean, Williams makes a ton of sense as bare minimum a backup option that you could look to as a guy behind Joey Porter Jr., whoever you add in the offseason, and then hopefully work with Corey Trice Jr., and you have a very young but mixed veteran-to-rookie cornerback room moving forward. And the final one is a familiar foe as well. Leal Collins, offensive tackle, former Cincinnati Bengal, free agent right now. There was a bunch of hype earlier this year, earlier in the season, a little bit in the summer, where oh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, all these teams should go out and sign Leal Collins. He's healthy now. You have to go and get him. And I jumped on that train. I said, why not? Why wouldn't you consider signing Leal Collins if you could get him for cheap? And then the narrative took off that he wasn't going to be cheap and everything faded. And then nobody signed him. He's just chilling, waiting for a job. And at week 11, you're thinking one of two things. If he was a different position, maybe on defense, you'd be thinking, okay, this guy could sign because he's a veteran and he could help a team make that final push for the playoffs and really solidify a, a defense or a team as a whole on offense, especially as a right tackle. I mean, you don't feel the same way really at all. You just look at it and go, the longer your offensive line is clicking together, the better it is. You don't want to make these drastic changes near the end of the season, unless you desperately have to Collins isn't a guy in a position that is going to sign for a bunch of money at this point in the year and make an impact he's just not but the Pittsburgh Steelers find themselves in a very interesting situation when it comes to the offensive line right now Broderick Jones is taking over on the right side and he's dominating and he has made everything click and you got to give him every prop in the world because this guy he looks just as good as everybody could have thought he looked and 
He has totally changed the dynamic of the Pittsburgh Steelers offense and especially their running game and has made life a hell of a lot better for Najee Harris and Jalen Warren and the replacement of Chooksakor for, I mean, that was the easiest move the Pittsburgh Steelers could have made. But the long-term solution here is not for Broderick Jones to be a forever right tackle. And I don't think that the Pittsburgh Steelers think that Dan Moore is going to be a forever left tackle. I just think that right now, Dan Moore is better than Chooksakor for, and the Pittsburgh Steelers understand and acknowledge that, and they had to make a move that was necessary. And it worked out, and I'm not judging them for it. I think it made a ton of sense, and I think it was the correct call. But next season, why not see if you have other options? And if Lael Collins could come in here now, add himself to the practice squad, prove that he's healthy, slowly work his way into the Pittsburgh Steelers' offensive scheme and learn it through the back half of the season, why not? It also gives you another reliable veteran option at right tackle just in case something happened, because if we're going to be honest, putting Chooks Corfor back out there is not your best option and is going to lead to some struggles. And I think the Pittsburgh Steelers understand that they wouldn't necessarily be jumping and screaming and in excitement to go and do that. Why not add Collins? Again, zero risk, a ton, a ton of reward. If this was a while ago, this is an unbelievable thought. This is a a, are you crazy? This doesn't make any sense. You're living in a dream type of scenario. In week 11, this makes a ton of sense, and the Pittsburgh Steelers should certainly go out and add Leal Collins and say, hey, best case scenario, you are our starting right tackle next season, and Broderick Jones is our left tackle. And that takes a huge weight off of their shoulders when trying to fix an offensive line in the offseason and having minimal options to do so. Why not? If you were going to tell Leal Collins, hey, come to the practice squad. We'll check you out throughout the year. We'll see what's up, and then we'll talk about a deal in the offseason. Why would he say no? Why would he not want to go compete and try out for the rest of the year and earn a bigger deal maybe than if he just sat around and he's 30 years old next year and somebody signs him for whatever, but it's not really a ton of money or that good of an opportunity? I mean, that depends on where he's looking in a contract, if he's looking for his pockets or if he's looking for a a spot to compete. But if he's looking for a spot to compete, Pittsburgh makes all the sense in the world. And for them to sign him makes all the sense in the world for them. Those are three names that the Pittsburgh Steelers should consider if this is their philosophy. I believe it is. And I don't know, it just makes a ton of sense. It makes the practice squad much more interesting for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It just, you look at the situation as a whole and you go, you could really add some guys that bring some juice to this team and aren't just eh, whoever off the street. You could really add some guys that you could see what the potential still is and if they're capable of playing in the NFL and then make a decision later on. And that's what they did with Michael Walker. That's what they should do with names like Leal Collins and Greedy Williams.